Okay, hi, so it's Carrie Johnston and I'm recording today on the traditional territory of Champaign and Asiac First Nations in beautiful Dakota Haines Junction. And my guest today is Aaron Holm and Aaron lives in Kwanlin Whitehorse on the traditional territory of Ta'anquiching Council and Kwanlin Dunn First Nation. Welcome, Aaron. Hi, thanks for having me. Aaron, so tell us a little bit about who you are as an entrepreneur, what it is that you do. Um, my name is Aaron Holm. I started Den Designs in 2017 following the loss of my father, Dennis, to cancer, hence the name Den Designs, named after him. And Den Designs creates one-of-a-kind wood prints and other home decor using my own photography and designs. And our, our art sold at over 40 retailers across Canada. 40, holy. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a, that sounded very pitchy. I've obviously said it a few times. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's been a crazy growth and amazing. It's been amazing. Well, good for you. Um, so what are you learning about your business model during this pandemic? Well, we started, so I guess also to go back to that too, we donate 10% of all of our sales to Western Canadian Cancer Patient Lodges. That's a huge piece that I missed um, in honor and memory of my dad. Um, the pandemic, <laughs> what am I learning about the business model during this time was I focused on those retailers. That was really the business model. I am super lucky. My dad's cousin and his cousin's wife are like quite well-known artists. They're painters in Nanaimo. So when I started this business, they really helped me kind of figure out what kind of business model I wanted. Um, coming from a business background is helpful, but when it's your own business, it's hard to be unbiased. So they were super helpful, um, helping me figure out like the business to business side of things and, and really saying, you know, if you focus on less businesses and more money, it'll help you as opposed to way more, you'll need way more customers to make the same amount. So I really did focus on that early on, but when the pandemic hit, almost all my retailers closed None of them did their spring orders. Oh, very few, I shouldn't say none. And we lost a quarter of our annual sales that I rely on. And I had to totally rethink my business. And not that I wasn't focusing on customers, but it wasn't like one-off customers, but it wasn't the main business model. Hmm. So what are you learning about your customer base over the last eight months? Well, I'm, I'm learning that Yukon definitely supports local and it's amazing to see that. Um, not just Yukon, I mean, I have customers all over Canada um, and it is amazing to see that. I also am starting to realize kind of what, which one of my photos, like the photos that I do are selling the most. And it's been really cool to see, you know, I, I moved from Saskatchewan a few years ago and in Saskatchewan, like people love farm scenes, but it's harder to sell across Canada. Whereas here, like we live in a postcard. So I can sell photos that I take in the Yukon all the way across Canada. People will buy unnamed mountains. Well, they're not unnamed, but to them they are. And they love it. Whereas it was harder to kind of sell those, those wheat sheafs and <laughs> canola, although beautiful, different. So I'm learning kind of what photos are selling, what sizes sell of my wood prints, um, how people want to order. I, I definitely had to like beef up my social media game and things like that. People want to see what I'm doing, how I do it. They want to hear the story. 
And I've like, I worked with the Pivot program at uh, INE at the university to help me kind of develop a customer facing website. Cause my, you know, before my website and it still hasn't been switched over, but uh, it wasn't really focused towards customers. You couldn't order online. You couldn't, it was just my story basically. So it's been a very hard year, but it's also been like a lot of great things that needed to happen. Mm. Well, I really, I've got to check out your website when it's launched. Cause I would definitely buy some Saskatchewan prints. That's uh, my partner's side of the family is all Saskatchewan. So I'm like, Oh, <laughs> canola, tell me more. <laughs> we got, we got barns, we got everything you need. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I love the way you said that, you know, you come, we like, we live in a postcard. It's true. We do. It's uh, it's pretty beautiful up here. Yeah. Totally. Um, what do you, so, I mean, that's a big transition though, to lead yourself in, you know, developing a website and making a big transition like that. What are you learning about leadership? Well, I will say that I haven't lost sight of the B2B, like that's still my focus and having those relationships strong. So customers know where to buy my prints. Because at the end of the day, Den Designs is just me and there's only so much I can do. So it is easier to do B2B. Um, but I am learning a lot of humility. I'm learning a lot of humbleness about, you know, oh, I don't like that photo. Okay. Like you kind of have to let it roll off your back. And sometimes that's really hard. Um, you know, you put your blood, sweat, tears, your passion, your like memory of your father into this business. And at the end of the day, art is subjective and people can choose which one, like which prints they want or don't want in their house. Um, and you hear a lot more of that, of course, when you're dealing with customers directly, whereas retailers would normally hear that. So yeah, it's like I said, it's been a wonderful year, but like quite hard the same time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how are you thinking about your business differently as you move forward well I still you know it was a total reality check that you know I do want to still offer affordable one-of-a-kind art and I still want I do need to put more focus in one-off customers even we just launched our Christmas custom orders yesterday until December 1st so like doing more things like that, where I can get customers, one-off customers engaged and like super behind and understanding of my story and why it's important to, to me and, you know, how I can make a piece for their, their home. But I still have goals of expanding business to business relationships. And it's always been my dream to partner with hotels like when I first started this business, it's kind of crazy looking back just three years ago, one of my first meetings with was with an executive at Fairmont. And I totally, like, totally crapped the bed. <laughs> I knew nothing about pricing. I knew nothing about my business. I just knew I was a girl that wanted to give back to the cancer lodges and I was putting pictures on wood. And this guy had no time for me, but he was interested. He loved my stuff. Um, so I want to get back there. I feel like I'm in a place that maybe not Fairmont, but it would be awesome to be, to have my art, my wood prints in some more hotels or some other venues around the city and around Western Canada. That would be my goal. That's a great goal. And it, 
I mean, it, it's there for you. We just got to keep reaching for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you picked up any new skills uh, over the last couple of months, lifelong learning? Well, I'm always like fine tuning photography and using different tools and whatnot. Obviously there's, I don't claim to be a photographer. There's so many amazing photographers in the areas in which I operate. I'm a girl that knows how to take a good shot and I'm a girl that knows how to make it look great on wood and picking out wood. So I am an artist in that way, but uh, I still refine my tools and I still go out and try different lighting and things like that. Um, certainly always learning about online mediums and how to connect with customers. I mean, marketing is my background, but again, when it's your own business, it's such a different game. Like it's so hard to be unbiased about your own business and your own stuff. So yeah, courses and taking advantage of innovation week. They had some, um, with I and E, they had some good, uh, presentations and whatnot and, yeah, always just kind of connecting with other entrepreneurs and having that humility to ask for help or ask for that feedback about your product, about your business. Yeah. You've mentioned INE a few times uh, and the pivot program. What did the what what were some of your like what what did the pivot program do for you? Like what did you what did you kind of learn about yourself in it? Well, I I came with a pretty I kind of knew what I needed to do. And I think when I met with the coaches they knew that like, as soon as I chatted with them, they agreed, which was that business to business kind of switch to business to consumer. And, you know, they, they thought the biggest way was the website. And we, again, I still haven't launched it, but there was a lot of like really frank conversations about what was being done really well and what, what could be better. And what I did learn was that a lot of the stuff I was doing was great, but it could be better, which was good to hear. It wasn't all you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater, like I could kind of had tools I could work with, which is great. Um, but it's just great to have those people that don't know you necessarily, and they don't know Den Designs, Den Designs they don't know me, they can kind of help you through that process. I was working with Bryce, who's in Vancouver, he's like super switched on, was super engaged, and then Josh, who's here, and he does know me and he does know my business. So it was like a really good team of coaches that like listened, understood, and like didn't hold back. You know, they weren't sugarcoating stuff. And I think this was a really good time and it still continues to be a really good time for businesses to reflect and make those changes, especially when things are slow. And I think it's a missed opportunity if people aren't. I think that holds for, for all of us as much as we can, as hard as a lot of this is, is to, to keep taking those moments to reflect and see like, you know, what's serving me and what isn't and what can I let go and what do I need to take on in order to, you know, be in the Fairmonts. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Maybe a Fairmont executive will listen to this podcast. You, we we'll don't hashtag know. It. We'll hashtag it. Hashtag Fairmont. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Raven in hashtag any hotels in town. <laughs> um, what advice do you have for new entrepreneurs who might be starting out at a time like this? Uh, well, it's funny because right before this hit, I had another idea for another business. We won't say what it is because who knows it could still happen. 
but it couldn't have been a worse time for this type of business. And my advice, because I give it to myself and I think about it often because I don't want to lose sight of that dream is not to let it go to the wayside. Think about it, like continue to work on it. Cause I still think if you've got a seedling of an idea, you can still be working towards stuff and doing research, building a business plan, kind of getting your nuts and bolts in place. I think that's like a great time to do it. And there is a lot of like funding out there that can help you as well. And there's still services that are, there's consultants and other services that need our support and also can help right now. So I think it's a, almost a good time to kind of start developing stuff. And if you're a new entrepreneur and you're struggling, like I can't imagine, I am very lucky and I'm not going to deny that I work full time and I have den designs. So I'm not ever going to say I'm struggling in that way. And I feel for the people that this is their only thing. Uh, Cause this was my only thing three years ago. So I get it can appreciate what they must be going through is, you know, sometimes those times hit and you do have to take a second income or you have to kind of like, work through that but giving up on a dream um I, I wouldn't suggest giving up on a dream I guess if it's a good idea and like it's something that can that you're passionate about I'm like I'm a firm believer to keep going for it if it makes sense and if you can feasibly make it happen without putting yourself in harm's way um yeah I I don't know and, and just to, and to reach out, like the U Yukon is such a, an amazing community with people that will give free services in some cases, or will help you at a discount or, and people are so well connected. So I, I do think there's opportunities to even, if you're just starting out, keep the idea alive, maybe, or if you're really struggling, like maybe it is a time to like taper down. I, I thought I had to shut up shop, you know, back in March myself, but I didn't give up, I guess it was still, I was still doing other things like the website and things to keep, keep it alive without kind of shutting up shop, if that makes sense. And I don't mean to sound like insensitive. Everyone has different situations and children and families and health problems. And I, you know, and I feel very lucky that I don't have any of that. Um, but yeah, I think there's, I think there's still ways to keep a dream alive or to keep it moving forward. Mm -hmm. There's always, there's always the, the next right step, right? And you just got to kind of yeah. figure out what that next right step is. And, you know, I, I liked that you reached out and said, Hey, I want to be on the podcast. And, you know, we, <laughs> we set a target. It was way in the future because of timing, but I love that you did that. And you were just looking for, you know, new opportunities and new, new directions. Totally. And, and, you know, it's not even the next right step. It's just taking a step. Yeah. And you might not know if it's going to be the right step. I never know. I mean, I'm the first person to admit I take steps all the time and I have no idea what's going to happen, but a step is a step. And if you don't take a step, you won't know. And that's super corny, but it's really true. Oh, I think that's dead on. And there's a reality, like you're going to fail. Some, some of the steps that you take are going to be like abject failures uh, and that's okay. Like there's, there's always, there's always support for you to, to rebuild it and to learn from them and grow. It's, it's just not being afraid. It's tough though. It's super tough. And 
especially right now, we're in a situation where like myself included, I'm not spending money on marketing. I'm not spending money on things like, quite frankly, I need, like I need a new computer. I need some new things right now, but it's like, do I need it? Or like, is it a nice to have? And, and I do think, yeah, I, I'm in survival mode right now, myself, my own business. Um, positive, like still optimistic, but survival mode, you know? And I, I think most people are thinking like that right now. Nobody, well, very few companies are just going gangbusters right now. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, what's keeping grounded? What's kind of keeping you well these days if you're in survival mode? <laughs> well, survival mode business-wise, I, <laughs> you know, and this is like so not a popular thing to say, but I, I feel COVID has been, there's been a lot of negatives for a lot of people and myself included. I won't lie and say I haven't had some down moments, but I was really lucky. I lived in Atlin this summer and working remotely and doing den designs. And it was like a really wonderful self-reflective summer for me that I, I was forced to kind of be alone, like physically away from people, mentally like removed from people and you know, really got a sense of what I wanted in my life, business-wise, personal-wise. So that was like a really wonderful summer with like lots of mountain biking and battleboarding and fishing. And I'm super outdoorsy. So any of that sort of stuff will always fill my tank. Being outside doesn't matter if it's plus 30 or minus 50, I'm outside. So that always, that always revs me up. Um, and I encourage other people that can do that. And even you don't have to have the fancy toys, just get outside and have a fire or, you know, go for a walk. It's, it's sounds simple, but that's what works for me. It always has. I think that's a really honest statement. I don't think anybody's really doing great. Like, you know, there's a, there's a reality here that like, this is, this is hard. And I think we've all had to face a lot of stuff inside ourselves and inside our the structures of society that it's like oh this is tough it's hard to get Thank through you. yeah so thanks for sharing that I feel it too yeah no it's it is a hard time and I you know I I can't imagine like what people are going through that have children or senior parents or health problems or losing jobs. Like I just, I really do feel for those people. And like, we are in this together. I know it's like such a saying right now, but I've really seen a community that quite frankly, I'm like pretty new to find together in a lot of beautiful ways. And, you know, that's a huge reason I wanted to stay here and why I wanted to have my business based out of here. Cause even when the chips are down, I feel like for the most part, people really do come together and it's not as apparent in those bigger centers usually. I think that's also really truthful statement, like just how much you Connors have come together right now and had those really honest conversations about how hard this is. I'm really proud of really. how well we're talking about our mental health. We still have a lot of work to do because structurally we've just really sucked at talking about it up until now but um you know that's it's good it's good to have these conversations yeah absolutely and just checking up on people like I connect with my friends that are entrepreneurs that I know are like either doing wonderful or like really struggling and entrepreneurship is already such a lonely life 
And it's nice to have that tight-knit community here where you can call people up, whether they're in Mayo or Dawson or Old Crow or here. You can check up on your fellow entrepreneurs and friends and yeah, see how they're doing. What are some of your hopes for, you know, as the Yukon, as we climb out of this over the, the, you know, the coming months and years, what are some of your hopes for what, what our economy looks like going forward? I think some things are starting to happen. I think, and what I'd love to see is people continuing to support local and making more local choices. And maybe that's selfish of me. I have a local business, but I do think it keeps the economy strong here. There's a ton of local places that need our support. And if we can choose local, I think where possible is, it's a great thing. It supports our community. It keeps Yukon thriving. Um, I think we're a long ways away from like getting out of this though. And that's really terrible and pessimistic to say potentially, but I think, you know, the need for supporting local and the need for like, government supports and other things for local business that's going to be quite a it's like a long-term plan I think um but I and just community staying together and having those opportunities to learn and grow your business and change your business and pivot your business not just amidst a pandemic starting but okay six months a year out two years out like there might be, there will be businesses that close from this. There will be businesses that thrive from this and everything in between. And I think there needs to be supports throughout the process, um, free and paid and everything in between, I, I really do. And just the general population to step up and don't use Amazon where you can and try and support local where you can and understand where your products are coming from and sharing their stories because that, gives us more customers and gives us a chance to keep going. So what does Christmas shopping look like for you this year? Like how can people access Den Designs here in the territory uh, so that they can pick up some local product? If you go to dendesigns.ca slash find us, all of our retailers are listed there. Um, so you can go North End Gallery, Rambles, Unorthodox, Behind the Barn, and True North in Dawson City currently. And just hit me up on Instagram at Den Designs or Facebook or on the website, shoot me an email. Um, we, you can get custom prints done. So your own photo, like family photo, dog photo, whatever you like, till December 1st. And other than that, you can choose from my gallery and choose your size and... Yeah. Oh. I may have solved some Christmas shopping problems already. <laughs> Custom you say? Oh. Didn't know I'd be making a sale today. <laughs> like on my to-do list, Christmas present. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, which of the Yukon Save Six plus one with masks now are you finding like the hardest to integrate into your life? Well, it's hard for me. Like, I mean, they're all hard. Well, washing your hands is not hard. I'm sorry. That's like normal and should be done anyway. And feeling sick, staying home, that should be done anyway. Those are my own opinions. Um, I'm a super social person. So I miss like networking and I miss going to events and things like that. Um, and then even just the bubbles are, are challenging for me. I live alone and like 
with my my furry friend, my dog Betty White. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that is challenging, but I found ways to get outdoor activities happening and um, safely, of course. And uh, yeah, those are big ones. And then travel. Like, I mean, I miss travel. All my travel next year has been canceled. My Christmas travel is canceled. That's hard. That's super hard. But quite honestly, like, I'm not going to complain about that, that this is a really crazy time and travel will always be there. So, but it, it does make living in in the Yukon hard when you don't have your kind of warm destination or even like for me seeing family and friends um, who are all down south. So yeah, they're all hard. They're all hard for different people for different reasons. And typically I wear glasses. So masks and glasses don't usually go together, but I guess I'll be rocking my contacts a lot more now as of December 1st. Um, but yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's a great answer to it. It's um, they're they're all hard in their own unique way, but they're all worthwhile and they're our best offense and our best defense against this thing, right? So, totally. yeah. Uh, any podcasts, books, movies, TV shows getting you through? Oh man. <laughs> well, when I was living in Atlanta this summer, uh, very limited internet, so no Netflix, and uh, my landlords had the box sets of Grey's Anatomy, Grey's Anatomy. So I'm probably the only person in the world that had never watched that show. And now I'm like hooked. I usually watch like an episode a night or like an episode every few days or something. Um, podcasts. Well, I haven't, I've been listening to this one. I also like funny ones like uh, <laughs> Jason uh, Segura, Tom Segura and things like that. Uh, it just depends. If I'm working away, I'm, it's hard to pay attention to podcasts. But music, if you have Google Play, <laughs> Raging in the Ages is like on repeat. Raging in the Ages? All right. It's like Rages in the Ages. It's like okay. System of a Down and like Disturbed and all the crazy stuff to get you amped up or scream or whatever you got to do. Oh, well, that's perfect for right now. Good <laughs> It's perfect for a <laughs> pandemic. It's perfect. Perfect. That's <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for your time today, Aaron. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, bye. See ya.